Welcome to our online campus. We are so glad you are joining us today. We want you to know that we are a church that is for you and we believe God is too. Take a moment before we get started to grab a coffee and invite a friend to join you online. You can do that by clicking the blue button under the video or by texting them our link, gracefreechurch.live. If you are new here, click the gray connect button. We would love to connect with you and add you to our email list so you don't miss out on anything going on at Grace. We also have a gift for you. Use the chat section on this page so you can engage in our online community. Feel free to jump in. We'd love to hear from you. We're about to get started with worship and then a message from God's word that will make sense for your life, followed by a few more songs. Please know that we are praying for you, we are here for you, and we are excited to worship our God together.
is the King of glory. There is a God who saves, one who is strong and mighty. Freedom is in his name. Open the gates of heaven, lift up a shout of praise. There is a lion roaring, Jesus the King of glory. She's over me You 
Lord, hear my cry. You're all I need, oh God. I come to the cross. And here my days have all been paid. And here my sins are washed away. At the foot of the cross, yeah And I once was lost, but now I'm found Cause all my chains fall to the ground And take this life, I lay it down At the foot of the cross You gave your life for my shame, my sins are buried in your grave. Without your love, I would be lost. Oh God, I come to the cross. Yeah, and here my debts have all been paid, and here my sins are. I hope that worship was really meaningful for you. And by the way, spoiler alert, there is the last song 
in today's service. You do not want to miss it. It is epic. We're jumping into our next talk in how to be victors, and I'm really excited about this passage we're going to look at in Ephesians chapter 6. But I just wanted to say, hey, no matter where you're joining us, no matter when you're joining us on our online location, thanks for being here. I'm praying that God does something absolutely amazing in your heart through His Word and through the worship this morning. We have big things going on. Our team is working really hard to get ready for the next steps of finding a new normal as a church. And as we plan gathering together in the future, we want you to know we're working hard at being creative and safe and figuring out our next steps. We are excited that the vision and the mission of this church has not stopped, largely thanks to you and your partnership with us. We are moving forward with our Tremont location planning, and our heart is to launch that location Easter 2021. Big things are happening, and I'm so glad you're a part of it. Would you just take a moment to settle your hearts with me right now as we pray for God to move through this service in our lives? Dear God, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to gather together here. It's not all the way we normally do it or maybe even how we'd like to do it, but here we are looking for something more from you. That's what we need. We don't need more of us. We don't need more of me. We just need more of you. So would you do what you do best, meet us right where we're at, and show us and teach us from your word. Would your spirit move and stir in our hearts, help us to, to step out of this series different and changed and more aware of who you are and more aware of who we are in you. We just thank you that through you, through the cross, through the empty tomb, we are victors. And more than conquerors, no matter what we face. So would you speak to us now? In Jesus' name, amen. This talk today, as we jump into this passage in Ephesians chapter 6, this message that starts in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, I almost dropped my Bible there, that would have been an awkward move to start this whole thing off. It says this in Ephesians chapter 6, 10. I want to I just read this first. I usually don't do that. We usually jump right into the talk. But just to give an overview of what we're going to be talking about, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We, we got a talk lined up for you. This message today is called, We Ain't Playing. And I want to start to you, I want to start talking about this whole idea of misplaced energy. 
You ever deal with misplaced energy? My, my guess is that we're all dealing with more misplaced energy as we speak and as we walk through these current circumstances and these uncertain times together. Misplaced energy, it's easy to spot when we're kids or in kids. We get all excited or we feel something and we misplace that energy. We fight the wrong thing or we take it out on the wrong person or we just let our energy escape in the wrong ways. Misplaced energy, it always ends up meaning that we waste energy fighting the wrong stuff. Misplaced energy for me, it, it looks like this. When my kids get hurt, I panic a little bit. I mean, nothing makes me more upset than when my kids get hurt and I don't, I don't handle it well. It's okay. Don't judge. You're not allowed to judge right now. This isn't a place where we judge. I, I don't handle it super well. My, while my wife is just really calm and cool-headed when an injury happens in our house, I tend to go into like panic and fight mode. I'll just freak out and run over and kid will fall down the steps or something. I'll be like, what happened? What happened? What happened? Do you feel okay? And, and Jen will be like, why are you yelling? Just calm, calm down a second. Why are you yelling at the kid who's hurt? They're clearly hurt and upset and you're freaking out and yelling. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm not yelling. I'm just making sure the kid's all right. And everybody's like, you're yelling. It's misplaced energy. You see, what really is going on is I'm afraid that my kid is hurt. I'm afraid they're hurt bad. And I'm freaking out instead of just being calm and focusing my energy on fixing the problem, I act like a maniac. Misplaced energy. It's the thing that drives you to your freezer to down gallons of ice cream at night. It's, it's misplaced energy. You see, you're stressed out about being home, about trying to find a new rhythm in life, about maybe homeschooling your kids when, quite frankly, you're terrible at it. Maybe you have stress as you think about your finances. All that stress just builds in this energy in yourself, and it's misplaced into the freezer and containers of ice cream right before you cry yourself to sleep. It's misplaced energy. It's why when you come home after being furloughed or laid off or when you just get back from looking over the checking account balance and trying to figure out what's going on as your income has changed over the last couple weeks, it's, it's when you have those fears and you've been wrestling with them all day and you come home and the first thing you do is you yell at your kids or you fight with your wife or your husband. It's misplaced energy. And misplaced energy is wasted energy. And what it means is you end up fighting the wrong thing. And when you're fighting the wrong thing, when you're in the wrong fight, it's impossible to be a victor where it matters most. And we're, we're not playing. We are not playing our heart. What, what we're doing this series for is so that we could be victors where it matters most. Because if you're a victor where it matters most, you end up being a victor, period. Misplaced energy, it's, 
It's crazy how much of that is going on around here. Just the other day, I was fighting with everybody in my family. I don't even know how that happened, and we were all fighting about the same thing, and, and we ended up all giggling and laughing as we realized this is ridiculous. We're not even really mad at each other. It's just misplaced energy. It means you end up fighting the wrong fight, messing with the wrong thing, which means you end up losing where it matters most. Listen, it's easier, but it's not better. It's easier to feel the stress and to vent it out in the wrong way to the wrong person. It's easier to fight with the people that you're closest to. Sometimes it's easier to take out our frustrations on the people that we love the most, but it's not better. It doesn't fix the real issue or the real problem that we're wrestling with. Eating the gallon of ice cream, it doesn't fix the financial stress that drove you to the freezer. Yelling at the kids when they're hurt, it doesn't fix the bruises or the breaks. It doesn't make anything better. It may be easier, it may feel okay in the temporary, but it doesn't really fix anything. And I want you to be a victor this week where it matters most. So while it's easier, it may, it's, it's not better. And what it takes, what it takes to really have your energy land in the right place, what it takes to fight the right fight, is it takes an awareness and a strength, a strength and a self-awareness, a self-awareness to say, I understand that, you know what, I'm, I'm starting to take this out on the people that I love the most, and it's really not about them at all. I'm starting to vent my frustrations out at the people I work with, but really I'm not frustrated at the people I work with. I'm, I'm scared about the finances as our business takes a downward turn. It takes a self-awareness to say, just what you're really wrestling with is fear or the uncertainty or trying to problem-solve the financial stuff. What you're really wrestling with is deeper. It takes a self-awareness to realize that, and it also takes a strength because it actually takes more strength to deal with the real issue. All the time, no matter where you apply that. It takes more strength to deal with the real issue in your marriage, with your kids. It takes real strength and awareness to deal with the real issues at your workplace. Instead of all these other issues we make it about so often. It takes real strength to get to the real issues all the time. And that is wearing thin as we deal with the crazy circumstances we find ourselves in. So I want to just check in right now how you doing in the strength department. I know you're tired and worn out and dealing with pandemic fatigue and wrestling with trying to find a new rhythm in life. How are you doing with your strength? There's an awareness and a strength that's needed to get to the real issue, to fight the real fights, to end up victorious. Two things there, and interesting enough, in the passage we're talking about today, there's two things that really pop out at this. It's just two 
parts. We're going to get to the rest of this later in the series with some really good and practical help kind of talks that we'll deal with next week. But the, the first couple verses in this passage that I read at the beginning of this message, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power and put on the full armor of God. But then it says, for our struggle is not against who we think it's against. And this passage starts with an understanding and awareness that we have to get that leads to strength that is untapped in your life. I know you don't feel strong. You're going to feel strong at the end of this. I know you don't feel like you're ready to power through, but there's a power waiting to push you through. It's untapped and unrealized and you are unaware of it, but it's available for you. It starts with, a, with an awareness check. What, what kind of awareness check do you need? Do you need an awareness check that helps you realize, man, it's not, what, it's not what you've been making it about. There's something deeper that's going on here that you need to deal with. Do you need an awareness check? This one, Paul goes into this passage. He's like, listen, you're not fighting the right fight. Your battle isn't against who you think it is against. It's not against people. It's not against flesh and blood. The battle we're in, the fight we're being victorious in, it's not one with a system or the politics or news people people it's not a fight with your spouse or your kids or your parents it's not a it's not a flesh and blood type of fight you need to be aware your struggle is against something much bigger than that the real fight it's against this evil one it's talked about in scripture a lot Maybe we don't talk about it in churches a lot, but it says you need the power and you need to put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the devil's schemes. It's the enemy that it talks about in 1 Peter 5.8. It says this in 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I know you're not super excited to hear that, but it's an awareness and a reality that we have to admit together before, before we get to the strength and victory part. Your fight isn't with people. It's not with your boss. It's not with the people you're struggling with in your homes. Your struggle is something. It's with an enemy. An enemy who wants to devour you. The Bible calls this enemy, the devil, an accuser. He's the accuser of you. He's your adversary. He's your tempter. Scripture teaches us that he comes disguised as an angel of light. Jesus, when he was talking about him, he said, he, he, comes, he is a, comes as a thief. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy we got to understand that there is an enemy that is out there who only wants to see destruction and disruption in your home and in your life and with your confidence. He wants to accuse you and shame you and push you down and keep you down. He wants to see you hurt and broken and stay that way. There is an enemy and that's who our struggle is against. And he's the reason. 
He's the reason why you see all this brokenness. He's the reason. He's the reason why there is so much hurt, so much loss, so much pain, so much betrayal, so much destruction. He's the reason. You look around your life and you see shattered pieces everywhere. But God is patient. He is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish. And so we endure this broken world, waiting for people to turn to God so that one day, in His wisdom and in His sovereign timing, He will take us to a new world, a new heaven, where that enemy will not exist. And it will be perfect and right and the way it was always supposed to be. You've been missing it. And you've been misplacing your energy, fighting all of the wrong things, when where you need to start this fight is on the spiritual level with your heart and your mind. It's an awareness that this Paul, the author of this, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he calls us to remember, like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Your fight is not against who you think it is. It's against something much greater, and it takes some strength and awareness to get to this real issue. But, but we ain't playing. And that's the other awareness piece that you got to get in this passage. We ain't playing. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Like, this is such an important piece of this whole thing. And so many of us, we don't understand how powerful we really are. We don't understand the power that is in us through our faith in Christ. Listen to this. If you have faith in Christ if you have given your life to Him, if you have accepted the cross and the empty tomb as yours, you have a power in you. It's, it's, it's bigger than any power you will find on this planet. It says in 1 Corinthians 3, in verse 16, it says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. This is the Holy Spirit we're talking about. The Spirit of God dwelling in us. Don't you know? Like, don't you remember? Like, you are a temple of God through faith, and that means that God's Spirit is within you. You see, we ain't playing. This isn't JV. It's not the minor leagues that we're talking about right now. We ain't playing because we have a power in us. It's the same power that healed the blind and the lepers. It's the same power that had the sea split before the people of Israel as they left Egypt following Moses' lead. It's the same power that made the lame walk. It's the same power that rose Christ from the dead. The Holy Spirit. 
In John 14, Jesus was telling the disciples about this Holy Spirit. He said, listen, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me, check this out. Like, put your seatbelt on. You ready for this verse? Because it's about to blow your mind. It says this. Though I, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than those, than these. Because I am going to my Father. Jesus, you're going to do greater things. Greater things than you can imagine. You're going to do things that I've done. Things that they've only seen me do. You have a power coming to you. He says, listen, I will ask. I'm going to go to the Father. I'll ask and he'll give you another advocate. You see, there's an accuser that's out to get you. But there is an advocate that is for you. It's God's Spirit advocating for you to help you and to be with you forever the Spirit of truth. All this, but the advocate, it says in verse 26 of that chapter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all these things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And in the end of chapter 15, it says, when the advocate comes, who I'll send from, to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth goes out from the Father. He will testify about me. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. It's an amazing thing that we have, the Spirit of God living in us. You see, we ain't plain. And there's this verse that you got to remember. Write it down, tattoo it on your arm. I don't really care if you don't like that idea. This is something that you got to remember, 1 John 4.4. 4. You, you, dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You see, that evil one, that enemy, he ain't got nothing on you if you're a person of faith. We ain't playing. You have the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit, the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead, dwelling inside you. And that power is far greater than anything the enemy can throw at you. It's untapped and unrealized. You have not been aware of it, but it's how you can be strong and how you can stand up against the attacks you're facing. It's how you can have courage in the midst of circumstances that would cause you to fear. It's how you can stand up even in the midst of everything around you falling apart. It's time we start fighting the right fight with the power that we have in us, the power of God's Spirit dwelling in us. We ain't playing anymore. There's a fight. It's bigger than we think. It's not with who we always think it is with. It's not with our spouse or our kids or our parents or our boss. It's with an enemy who's trying to destroy us and drag down our relationships and leave us crying in a corner in a heaping pile of mess. He, he's trying to destroy us, but we have this spirit. And you can stand against whatever it is you're facing. If you are a person of faith who has given your life to Christ because the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, 
reminding you of God, reminding you of His truth, reminding you of Christ, and giving you the strength and power you need to get through whatever it is you face. It's so, we're so unaware of it, we forget about it, we, we don't listen to it, we, we miss it, it's just something that we forget sometimes, but you as a victor have a power within you, it's untapped, and you know how you can tap into it? You see, this is how you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, you just yield to it. It looks like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Listen, in his humanity, which he put on display in the garden as he was preparing to go to the cross, as he shelved his divinity, as he kind of took his, all his power and his might and just kind of just shelved it for a second and said, okay, my humanity on display, he prayed to God in the garden before going to the cross. And he said, like, if it's your, could you take this cup from me? God, I don't want to go through this. Could you take this cup from me, but not my will? Yours be done. Your will be done. It's just yielding to God and the Holy Spirit and His work in our life. It's saying, you know what? It's not about what I want. Here's what I want, but what you want is more important. It's about spiritually breathing, and maybe that's the takeaway for you this morning. Try spiritually breathing every day, taking some time in the morning or at night or whenever you can get a little bit of quiet time where you can focus before your day gets cluttered with a bunch of garbage. Take some time to spiritually breathe. God, forgive me. Exhaling all the garbage and the junk we accrue, all the sin we have. Forgive me for the areas I've, I've wronged people. Forgive me for fighting with people that I shouldn't have been fighting with. Just cleanse me, God. I give you my heart. Make me new. I just want to get rid of all this junk I've been carrying. Help me, help me in, my, in my suffering and then just breathe in what he has for you. Uh, maybe just quiet your heart and listen. Listen for him to advocate for you. Listen for his spirit in your heart dwelling in you to remind you of his words, to guide you in truth, to show you what steps to take next. Spiritually breathe. You have a power in you that is far greater than the power of this world or the enemy in this world. It's a for real fight, but you're a victor no matter what's going on through faith because God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead is with you and in you and he, it will guide you if you would just yield and breathe spiritually. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for the Spirit, your Spirit that you give us Thank you so much for the spirit that we have within us. Help us to be aware of that more. Help us to be aware of you dwelling in us and listening to your voice and, and, and to maybe carve out time to spiritually breathe and exhale all that stuff and confession and then listen to you as you speak to us through your word and through the spirit reminding us of who we are in you and who you are to us. 
We're so thankful that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We ain't playing, and you aren't either. And we are going to be strong and stand firm against the enemy. We're not just going to take the easy way out. We're going to get to the real heart of the real issues and trust that you are working in everything for our good. Thank you for Jesus, for your spirit. What a gift. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you all have enjoyed the service and the message has spoken to you. In a few moments, the worship team will be back to lead us in some additional worship. Then our pastor will be back to close today's service. We're so grateful to partner with you in achieving our vision of being a church for Jesus, for Schuylkill County, for your family and friends, and for you. Your generosity enables us to continue to reach our community with the great news of Jesus Christ. For more information on what the Bible says about generous giving, check out 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8. We made the partnership process very simple here at Grace. You can give online by clicking the Give Online button below. You can text a gift to 570-528-2060, or you can mail your gift to the church. For more information on how to give, visit our website, www.gracefreechurch.net forward slash give. We pray that this service has been a blessing to you. Again, thank you for partnering with us. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give he is my joy my righteousness and freedom my steadfast love my deep and boundless peace to this i hold my hope is only jesus for my life is wholly bound to how strange and divine I can sing all is mine yet not I but through Christ in me the night is dark but I am not forsaken or by my side the Savior he will stay I labor on in weakness and rejoicing for in my need his power is displayed to this I hold my shepherd will defend me through the deep valley he will lead oh the night has been won and I shall overcome yet not I but through Christ in me the 
No fate I dread, I know I am forgiven. The future sure, the price it has been paid. For Jesus bled and suffered for my pardon. And he was raised to overthrow the grave. To this I hold. My sin has been defeated. Jesus now and ever is my plea. Oh, the chains are released. I can sing, I am free. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. With every breath, I long to follow Jesus. For he has said that he will bring me home. And day by day, I know he will renew me. Until I stand with joy before the throne. To this I hold my hope. Is only Jesus all the glory evermore to him when the race is complete still my lips shall repeat yet not I but through Christ in me to this I hold my hope is only Jesus glory evermore to him when the race is complete still my lips shall repeat yet not I but through Christ in me when the race is complete still my lips shall repeat yet not I but through Christ in me yet not I but through Christ in me yet not I but through Christ in me Like the sound of the 
sin I want to know about being born again I need you Oh God, I need you So take me to the riverside Take me under, baptize I need you Oh God, I need you your grace God I need it every day it's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change well I don't want to abuse your grace God I need it every day it's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change well I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change well, I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change Your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my Like the sound of a symphony to my ears Like holy water, your forgiveness It's like sweet, sweet honey on my lips Like the sound of a symphony to my ears Like holy Thanks for joining us for this service. We hope and pray it was meaningful for you. We want you to know that we are for you and God is for you too. We will be putting out a ton of great content to help you through the week. You can check all of that out by following us on social media or making sure we have your email address by clicking the connect button. We hope you know you are loved here, but way more importantly, God loves you. Have a great week. She's so funny. <laughs> Why does mommy spell me? Cheese. She takes me places. I love that she gets a new baby. That she snuggles with me every night and reads me a book before bed. I love mama with coin. I love mama because she's kind of bad. I love Mama because she's kind. 
I love oh, about wow. mom that she lets us play video games and all that stuff. She helps people and she has the most sweetest and lovable heart on earth. She loves me, she cares about me, she's a hero, she's there when I need her. I love you, mommy. I love mama because she's kind. Well, if I could only pick one thing, I would pick that she is very caring to not only me and my family, but to everyone. She's really nice and she cares for us. One thing I love about my mom is that she's very caring. She's also very loving and loyal. She's a very hard worker and I appreciate that. She does all our laundry and she really supports me. I love my mom because she loves me unconditionally and she's smart. And she also helps me a lot. Something I love about mom is her endless amount of support. One thing I love about my mom is she thinks she's an opera singer. One thing that you love about mommy. Play. When I play with you. Yeah. Yeah. I love about mommy that she makes good food. Oh, uh, tell mommy. Um, my mommy. Um, um, I love mommy because she cares about me. She colors with me, she hangs up pictures with me, she cares about me, she loves me, she spies food with me, and she plays with me, she she jumps on the trampoline with me, and I love you, Mommy. I like Mommy is the best and loving to God and Jesus. I love my mom because she's selfless and kind. I like how mommy is always loving to everyone she sees. She's pretty. I love my mom because her sweet. My mom because she spent time with me. She makes me breakfast every day and takes care of me. And I just love her so much. One thing I love my mom is that I always talk to her. The one thing that I love about my mom is that no matter how hard our day gets, she'll come together with something fun for us to do at the end of the day, and she'll just give us hugs and love, love us up. She's nice. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> the one thing I love about my mom is her ability to nurture people and care for them. Um, Kate. Diving into the pool. What is one thing you love about your mom? When she knuckles me. <laughs> What's one thing you love about mom? Her understanding. What's one thing you love about mom? Her style. The thing I love most about mom is she is beautiful on the inside and out. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day.